Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. Get up, get ready, for the day of the Lord is coming. Get up, get ready, for the judgment day will come. Get up, get ready, for the day of the Lord is coming. Get up, get ready, for the day of judgment is coming. Good morning. Good morning on this rainy Saturday morning. As I'm hearing the drops right outside my window of rain that is falling against the trees and coming down the gutters and making a pump, pump, pump sound. I don't know if you could hear it as I'm doing this recording. But we need the water, my friends, right? We need God to cultivate our land with water. Uh, water is a necessity that we need in our lives. Uh, water helps cleanse the earth. Water allows the plants to be refreshed, rejuvenated. And all the crops that uh, the farmers have laid out <laughs> for the season to prepare it through the winter and then give us a spring blossoming. So we need always water for refreshing and to fill up our reservoirs because I believe we're having a drought right now in California. So rain is good. It's cloudy as well. And the sun's not here with us today. But you know what? Sometimes even the sun needs a rest. And we need to um, just, just look at the white sky of clouds and uh, accept the rain for what it is because as much as many people do not like rain rain is very healthy helps cleanse the land so my friends good morning to you i hope that you have had a peaceful rest i hope that you have um, made it through your week like you normally do and that you're here today <laughs> to dive into the word of god and to get rejuvenated like we normally do on Saturday mornings. We know God has given us a purpose in our lives and we know that we have to keep pressing forward towards the mark. We are very blessed beyond measure uh, to even have the opportunity to do this podcast. I know I am. I hope that you're being blessed. I'm being blessed every time. I just do what God has asked me to do. So my friends, we're going to start a new book. We're going to go into the book of Joel in the Bible. And, um, you know, when we think about the book of Joel, there's a couple of things we do know about Joel. We do know that he um, most likely, because um, he was addressing the people 
um, from Jerusalem that he was when he wrote this book and was speaking to the community, this particular community, that he was also speaking at this time to the community of Judah. He was warning God's people of certain things, their sins as well. Now, you know that I have spoken on many, many occasions in this podcast about how we really have to get to the root of this of the problem. We really have to get to the root of what is happening in our lives and why are we going through what we're going through. And although we have already gone into several books, which technically were after the Joel writing, because this is during a different time prior to the books we just recently covered uh, the last two to three months, it is important for us to sometimes understand and realize that even the books that we were covering when we went to the book of Habakkuk, when we went to the book of um, Haggai and all that, and the people were going through what they were going through, we always need to be reminded of the fact that it that was the ultimate point. That was it. God was like, we've had enough. We've got to get we've got to now turn you back to me. But we always understand and know, my friends, that there are always signs. There are always little hints. There are, there's always an evidence of something that was happening again, but we were just overlooking it. We weren't paying attention. So early on in this chapter with Joel, Joel was warning um, Judah of God's impending judgment because of their sins. And he was urging them to turn back to God. And there was was a time where things were really also happening on the land uh, for this community. This community um, at the time was very prosperous and this was way before the, the fall of Judah with the Babylonians. You know, they were prosperous, but they were somewhat complacent. And um, they were taking God for granted. And they had started to turn themselves into self-centeredness. They were uh, caught up in idolatry and in sin. And at this time, Joel was warning them that this kind of lifestyle would event eventually bring down God's judgment, which is what we saw happening when we covered the books of Habakkuk and Haggai, right? We, we saw that, especially Habakkuk. We saw how, how God came and placed judgment and, and what happened. So this is the beginning stages. This is somewhat part of the beginning stages. Joel was a prophet who really just came on the scene to be used by God and to use Joel, to use him um, to bring a message. And one thing that um, we're going to learn in this book with Joel is that he really speaks directly um, and specifically gives us details about what was coming 
and what was going to be happening to the people. So we're going to start in chapter 1. And some of you listening to me who are very seasoned Christians will understand most of the scripture that I'm about to read. Some of you who may not understand, it's okay because I'm going to break it down like I normally do. And this is what um, chapter 1 says, starting in verse 1. It says, The word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days? Or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep. And wail all you drinkers of wine because of the new wine for it has been cut off from your mouth for a nation has come up against my land strong and without number his teeth are the teeth of a lion and he has the fangs of a fierce lion he has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. We're gonna stop right there, my friends. Father, we thank you for your word in the book of Joel. We thank you for this detailed information that you've given us about what was currently happening to the land and to the people. We thank you, Lord, for your word is true. Your word lets us know about a story that happened a very long time ago. However, we can apply it to our lives today. We thank you for this word and we thank you for the message. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, you know, some of you might be hearing that I just read the scripture and you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with me? (laughs) What does that have to do with us? That was a long time ago. These people were going through that. Because my friends, at this time, as this is being identified, Judah was also a community. And many of us today are in community. We live in communities. We're part of communities. At this time, pretty much, um, as I mentioned earlier, this particular group of people were doing very well for themselves. They were prospering. They had everything they needed. But their lifestyles were far-fetched from what God wanted them to do and what they should have been doing for God. 
and for themselves and for the community. And when we go back and we think about the locusts, there are many things that we can think about because in the Bible on several occasions, it's been mentioned about locusts. Have locusts have come in and invaded. And when Joel was approaching and speaking to this community, he first started with the elders. You know why? Because the elders are the more mature, older individuals who have seen a lot, been through a lot, um, heard a lot. <laughs> and that's why he says to them, elders, listen up. All of you who are here, all the inhabitants of the land. Did anything like this happen to you back in the day? Or even to the days of your father? So meaning their father, great-grandfather, like that. Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children. Meaning, hey, if you've experienced anything like this in the past, or did you... Were you aware of this happening even when you were at a young age? You might want to tell your children right now about it so then they can go ahead and tell their future children. And the generations would know uh, what was happening right now. Because a lot of times, my friends, we have elders that know so much and we, as the young ones, know very little. That's why it's important to respect our elders. It's important to, time to time, have conversations with our elders about the past, about God's goodness in their lives, share stories, hear their stories, hear their testimonies, hear what God has done for them, or even hear what maybe God may have put as judgment during their time so that we can have a heads up to not make the same mistakes and stay on the right path. But here Judah, what he was doing was, you know, he was urging the parents to pass down their history to their children and to tell them over and over again about the important lessons they had learned. So that's like me going to my dad and my stepmom and saying, hey, you know, during this time when you were my age, because <laughs> my dad's and my stepmom are way older now, and so am I, but I could still go back to my parents now and go, hey, when you were my age, did you experience this? What were you going through? What, during what year were you experiencing this? What was going on back then? And my parents, my, my dad and my stepmom can share with me what they were experiencing in their timelines of their lives during my age. Whether that would be good or bad, but they would share with me because they would be a way to prepare me, right? Um... Because one of the greatest gifts that an elder, a person of maturity, someone who has seen a lot in their lives, one of the greatest gifts that they can do is give younger people an understanding 
of how their life was and maybe some of the mistakes that they made in the past so that younger person can avoid doing the same mistake. And parents, I'm talking to you right now because you know what I'm talking about. How many times have you had a situation with your child and you say to your child, hey, don't do that. Because when I was your age, I did this. And then your child looks at you and goes, oh, ma, you really weren't my age. You don't know. Really? (laughs) But you know what's coming down the pipeline, parents, right? Because you already been there and done it. And you're trying to warn your children not to do it. Because you already see the slippery, slippery, the slippery road, <laughs> slippery road they're going to go down. And you want to try to protect them and avoid that. And one thing also is about also letting them know to help them not just avoid mistakes you may have made that you see that they're about to make. But also to share stories with them about your successes especially if you're seeing them going through a process eventually to be of a success. Because at the end of the day, my friends, it's about sharing about one another, sharing about the history. And as soon as Joel says that, it's intended for the elders to say, hey, you know what, you're right. I may have not told my children about this that happened at one time. I may not have told the children about the miracles God performed for me or my family or my community as I was growing up. And they should know about these things because this is how we get to know about how powerful God is in our lives is when we share powerful miracle stories that God has done in our lives with other people. Today, you know, when we get saved and we have testimonies, we're sharing that with people. We're sharing that with people because we can also see that people are broken and their hearts are damaged and their minds are not in the right place. And we give them a testimony of our situations, especially if you've seen that you were there one time and how God has miraculously taken you out of that situation We go and we testify to people, say, hey, I know what you're going through. This happened to me. Hey, I know what you're feeling like because this is how I felt when I did this, right? And there's that connection. And then it's a way of helping someone else. So the same way that Joel was saying, hey, to the elders, hey, listen up. Did you let your children know about, you know, the things that were going on back then in your time? You know, have you shared stories with them that they can then share with future generations? Because what we don't want is to lose uh, information that is crucial to knowing about what our ancestors dealt with, experienced, um, and how they handle things accordingly. And when we are able to go and tell children and our great-grandchildren or even grandchildren these things, it's a story that could be embedded in their minds to then tell future generations. So the story doesn't get lost. And what was happening here was that 
Joel was being used to like prepare the people for what was coming. Prepare the people for what God uh, was going to be placing judgment on. And when he also asked the question to the elders, he also said to them, what the chewing locusts left, the swarming locusts had eaten. What the swarming locusts left, the crawling locusts has eaten. And what the crawling locusts left, the consuming locusts has eaten. Now, for many of the elders, them hearing this passage right here, they would be reminded of back in the day with the locusts that the children back in the day dealt with the plagues, right? Um, so it was it was a reminder of something that had happened back in the day, but it was also a forthcoming reminder that could possibly happen in the present. So it's like saying today, hey, remember when Hurricane Katrina hit? back in the early 2000s oh my gosh you know now there's a hurricane maria coming that we just had like a couple of years ago right that's the conversation right remember when this happened and this happened to this state this happened to that state homes were ruined everything was flooded some people died right you start to share those stories and then you start to share. And then all of a sudden, you may hear in the newscaster at the same time that there's another future hurricane coming. And it has a different name and a different timeline. And what is expected of damage from that hurricane? And who is possibly going to target and hit so that people get prepared? So this is what was happening here. Joel was saying, hey, elders, um, remember back in the day at the time of Moses with the locusts, at the time of different things with locusts and plagues that came, and the locusts, as an example he's using, comes and just pretty much just devastates everything, invades the land, you know, and... Um, and, and just seems to overwhelm things and devour things and eat things up and, and, and you're left with nothing. He's kind of reminding them about thinking about what happened in the past. Remember when you guys had this drought in California and none of y'all could water your lawns? The governor said no watering of the lawns. You can't even wash your car. They started maybe rationing water because there was a major drought. Well, today, not too long ago, same thing. What did Newsom say? We're in another drought. We're going to start to put some restrictions of how you can use your water, right? This is an example, but you're like, well, why does that have to do with this, Antonia? Because what happens is we need to be reminded of the past, sometimes, of things that have happened. So we remember those things, because those were key things that took place. And we also need to be aware of what is happening now. And that we're going down this same road, and how you're going to 
treat it, how your attitude is going to be, and what precautionary measures are you going to take now? So if the drought last time lasted 10 years, this time it might just last one because now you're, you're more prepared. You're aware of what to do, right? And one thing that um, Joel made very clear was that people needed to wake up and smell the coffee. So as he's talking to the elders and say, hey, do you, any of you remember this? You know, have you told your children about these stories, the history stories that have taken place, how God has helped, you know, the community of Judah, what was going on, um, how, how, you know, things uh, were, how the community was affected, what was done to come out of it, how God helped the community come out of it. So he was giving specific descriptions Because he was always also warning them of, hey, if you remember that, what happened last time, there's a good chance it's going to happen again. And if you say to the, per- the people, it's a good chance it's going to happen again, people's eyes will open up very wide. Because they'll be like, wait, oh, oh my gosh, I remember that time. That was horrible. That was terrible. Um, hmm, okay. I don't want to go through that again, right? So their eyes open up wide again, and it's a reminder of an attack on them, their goods, their crops, whatever the land harvest was. Because back in the day, when we think about harvest and we think about the land, there was a lot of farmers back then. Right? They had their cattle, they had their fruits and vegetables that they were growing on the land. Today, as Americans, my friends, we also have farms with fruits and vegetables and cattle on lands. Just the difference is, is that that was mostly their livelihood back then. They didn't have all this preservative foods that we have today. Uh, so for us, we take it for granted. We don't see the farmers next to us laboring every day on those farms to give us our fruits and vegetables and to give us specific things that we love to eat. We don't see it, so we don't think we're affected by it. The meats that come to the supermarket for us, we don't think about it. We just go and grab the meat. We don't know, we don't even think about the factories, whether, you know, the animals are being chopped up and put together for us and the effects that could happen if something happens with that factory or even that meat. We take it for granted. Again, we just go to the store and grab stuff. So if we wanted to like really break it down, we could definitely apply this to what's happening to us today. Because at the end of the day, my friends, It's a symbolism that Joel was using when he was reminding them about the locusts. And it's a symbolism that is letting people know again, hey, remember that army that invaded? Because when a swarm of locusts come, my friends, and many of us, we've never really experienced that here. 
in the United States of America. You know, you might say, oh, I think I saw locusts the other day. We don't really experience how they experienced back then, a swarm of stuff coming towards us. Because, you know, we're in America, and we're like, ah, I don't see too many bats. I don't see too many geese. I don't see too many this or that. But I'm going to tell you something. We are seeing things around the world right now we have never seen. We are seeing droves of animals in other places coming together like swarms and invading places. Now, it may not be here in California where I'm at, and it may not possibly be where you're at. But if some of you are listening to me, you're somewhere where all of a sudden something major has happened with like animals or some type of insects or some type of um, something that has happened to your land and it's never happened before, this is an example of it. (laughs) Just want to share that with you. And that doesn't mean that we couldn't possibly even as spoiled as we are here as Americans with everything we have tangible to, at the tip of our hands, doesn't mean that we can experience that one day. Because let me tell you something, there's so many things happening in this world right now between climate change, between the earth, you know, uh, opening up, swallowing things up, you know, big holes between just so many things happening. Don't ever dismiss the fact that it can't possibly affect you because it does. And what happens is Joel is also telling them about the locust because the locust represents devastation. And Joel's point was that God could punish the people because of their sins. Now, the elders who remember the time back in the day with the locusts, I'm sure were saying to themselves, um, we don't want to go through that again. And I'm sure that many of them, that evening, that night, sat down with their children and said, I got a couple of stories I need to share with you. Because listen, my friends, when it starts to say here, awake you drunkards and weep and wail all you drinkers of wine because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. So this is what was happening at this time. People were kind of like oblivious to what they were doing. We today, my friends, we're very oblivious to what we're doing. We go about our lives like nothing. 
And back then, these people were doing the same thing. The people's physical and moral senses, they were dulled. It, and when it's dull, you're dulled, you're like oblivious to the sin that you're committing. Because it's just become so common and normal for you. So Joel was bringing it to the people's attention. Like, hey, you guys need to wake up from your complacency. You need to wake up and you need to admit your sins of the things that you're doing that are wrong before it's too late, right? So he was like the messenger that came in, what I was called the, pre, uh, the messenger with the pre-setup of what was coming in the future. <laughs> and we have that sometimes in our lives, my friends. We have that. You know, sometimes our neighbor could come over to us and be like, Hey, Jane. Hey, Bill. I'm looking at your tree. When was the last time you had a tree inspector come out here and inspect your trees? That one tree right there doesn't look too healthy. Looks like it's going through something. You might want to get it checked out. Now, your neighbor is seeing something that possibly you are not seeing. Why? Because you see the tree every day. You have maybe your picnics under that tree. That tree is the tree that when the leaves turn over during the season time, you're just raking them. And you just pass by that tree every day like nothing. You're not maintaining it. You're not really concerned about it. It's not affecting you in any way. But your neighbor notices something. And your neighbor's now like giving you a pre-warning. It's like a pre-warning. Hey, you might want to get that checked out. But you look at it and go, ain't nothing wrong with that tree. That tree's been standing there for 500 years. It's not going anywhere. Right? Just an example. Now, y'all must be laughing at me by now because you're like, Antonia, you're funny. I'm funny, but I'm real. Y'all know that. And all of a sudden, so that was a pre-warning. And all of a sudden, maybe like two, three years later... All of a sudden, the guy in the house starts to hear like a timber and a crackling and something heavy coming down. And it's the tree that fell on the house. The same tree that that neighbor was like, hey, you might want to get that checked out. Because the neighbor noticed something, right? So let's think about Joel like that. He's the friendly neighbor that comes over and says, Hey guys, you know what? Some of you are sleeping. Some of you have become very comfortable with the things you're doing in your life, your lifestyles. Whatever the lifestyle was back then, we're not going to sit and talk about that right now. But we can only imagine what some of the lifestyles were like. And we can apply that to our lives today because we have many lifestyles happening today in this United States of America and 
he pretty much was forewarning them. He was like, look, you know, um, you guys have become, you need to wake up and smell the coffee. You guys have become too complacent. Like, do you guys realize what you're doing? Are you realizing that you're, you know, you're committing adultery? Are you realizing that you're committing some type of fornication? Are you realizing that, you know, you're being disrespectful to like, you know, your family or your neighbors or you know are you realizing that you're stealing from your boss like do you realize that you know taking all the napkins from the cafeteria at your job and thinking no one's gonna miss those that's just an example um you're stealing from your boss regardless <laughs> did you ask your boss if you could take those napkins like as much as this might sound funny it isn't it's very serious so Joel was like, you know, you guys might want to hurry up, smell the coffee, and admit your sins before it's too late. Admit you're doing wrong. Admit that you're um, undermining people, deceiving people. Admit that you're mistreating people. And definitely admit that you might even be committing some crimes before it's too late. Right? This is what he was telling them. Because when it talks about, you know that you're like drinking you're just chilling hanging out like nothing that there is something or someone with teeth of a lion with fangs of a fierce lion that is going to come and strip you guys of the harvest that you have without even realizing it or getting caught up that it's too late and not being able to do anything about it. How many times can we, my friends, honestly say that someone has come up to us and given us a warning about something that could even be in church? A sister or brother comes up to us in love and says, hey, sis, how, how you doing? Hey, brother, how you doing? And we're like, oh, we're fine. But they see right through, through us. And they go, you know, have you spoken to the pastors? Have you spoken to God? Have you prayed about your situation? Do you realize what you're doing? Do you realize that you're hurting yourself and you're also hurting your family? And sometimes people are like, Leave me alone. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but that was a forewarning message. But we know that inside we're destroyed. We're burning up. We're dying. We're doing the wrong thing. We're caught up in sin. And one thing is, my friends, that if we don't realize when the messenger comes to give us a heads up about what we're caught up with or what we might be doing that's wrong, we're going to find ourselves that we might be heading down a road of destruction. I know this stuff is deep, my friends. 
<laughs> and I know that the last couple of months we have been really digging into some chapters in the Bible that really have been sort of rough. Like, you know, we're really learning the history of what people were going through. Some of the disastrous and chaotic situations that were happening in people's lives in the communities. But I know that God placed it in my spirit that these are things we need to discuss, my friends. A lot of times, these chapters I'm covering, they just get overlooked and not never discussed. We always want to discuss all the good stuff. <laughs> but even in the stuff that we're reading, even in these great scriptures that we're reading, God is working behind the scenes. God was still laying up a plan for this community. Because God's ultimate goals, my friends, is to have us draw near to him. But what happens is it says it right here. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown away. Its branches are made white. When something is about to hit you, attack you, embrace you, like in a headlock, and overtake whatever fruit harvest that you have and leaves it bare, that means it has stripped you of your prosperity, your blessings, your everyday life necessities. And next thing you know, you have nothing. That's why Joel went to the elders first and said, Hey, hey, elders, please hear this. Hear me out. You're older now. I get it. And your time is coming soon to go with the Lord. But you still have time to let the younger generations know about the things that you guys endured and the miracles God performed in your life. And right now I have to bring awareness to the fact that there's, there's been a shift and they're getting caught up again in stuff that they're not supposed to be caught up in. So I'm here to give you like a warning and I'm here to remind you of some of the things that have happened in the past. And you know, my friends, when a messenger comes to us and gives us a warning about something, we need to listen very clearly to that message. We can't just dismiss it or, or put it on the shelf and be like, I'll get to that later. No, there is a reason why God uses people in our lives to talk to us, to communicate with us, to encourage us, to help us, and most of all, to warn us. Because there's something coming down the pipeline, and we need to be aware of it. And if we're committing any type of sin, if we're committing any type of wrong, we need to immediately know 
that we have to change our ways. That we have to stop in our tracks and turn back to God. There's a lot, my friends, that we're going to be covering in the book of Joel as we continue to read it. If there's anything that we can think about right now in conjunction with what we just read is I would ask you elders right now what we're currently going through in the United States of America or whether you're listening to me in another country, in another state, you're listening to me globally, everyone is going through something right now in their lives. Communities are going through something right now in their lives. Governments are going through something right now in their lives. And when you think now of whatever's happening wherever you are right now, I know for us personally here in California in the United States of America, we are going through some major stuff. We're going through a pandemic. We are going through some form of oppression. And I'm just getting real here. We're, we're starting to see that there's a possibility that there might be a famine coming. Now, for some of you, you might be thinking, a famine? That's impossible. Let me tell you something. Have you been reading the news lately? Are you aware of what's been happening with goods, commodities and services and goods? Be very aware of it, my friends. Next time you go to the store, next time you go to the supermarket, because right now we're experiencing an inflation. Next time you go to the supermarket, take a real good look at prices and ask yourself, when was the last time, elders, you saw those prices? When was the last time, elders, you experienced oppression? When was the last time you experienced someone was trying to control you? When was the last time you experienced that things were being taken away from you. Now, I know this stuff is deep, but we got to go there, my friends. And anyone who's an elder and is listening to me, and I just said these things, please go back and remember times in your lives where we're experiencing what we're experiencing today. And then ask yourself, Have you shared any of those stories with your children? Have you shared any of those stories with your grandchildren? Have you shared that with any of your coworkers? Have you shared it with any of your friends? Because these are the stories that cannot be left behind. We must remember these things. Now that's not to mean we're gonna continue to dwell on it and and weep. What it means is we're going to be aware. We're going to understand of what happened. We're aware of what might happen again. We have a heads up. So in having a heads up, we take precautionary measures. So my friends, there's a lot more I'm going to be sharing with you in the next couple of weeks regarding this book of Joel. I'm going to leave it at that for now. But if you have an opportunity, go back, read the seven passages that we just read, the seven lines, and ask yourself, was there ever a time in my life 
where I experience something similar to what is happening today. I want to tell you, my friends, it is always a pleasure to share the word of God with you. God is so good. He loves us so much. And his word prepares us, my friends. His word reminds us of things so we don't forget. And most of all, his word lets us know that he loves us. And that no matter what we're going to go through, he's by our side. So my friends, continue to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Continue to stay safe out there. Continue to know that God loves you and that no matter what, he's by your side. I look forward to sharing the word of you, the word of God with you again next week. Where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the word of God. The word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.